This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. All right. Hey there, everyone. And thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. If you guys were looking for us earlier, I have to apologize. We've had some technical difficulties, but the show must go on. So I'm here. I'm Janice Robinson Celeste, your host and publisher of Successful Black Parenting Magazine. If you are on social media and who is not, our hashtag for this show is hashtag backtalk. Again, it's hashtag backtalk. So what I want you to do is to tweet this out, Instagram it, whatever, tell your friends. You can go to our Facebook page for Successful Black Parenting and share the link with your followers. You can do that right now and let people know you are joining us. You can comment on Facebook and I will post the best comments live on air. I hope you guys are still listening. I know we're running late. We're like half hour late um, and we never are half hour late, but it was on my end. So I would just want to thank our guests for hanging in there with us too. She's been a trooper. So today's topic is sending your child off to college. So I want to welcome our guest, Francois Booker-Drew. Hi, hey, how are you doing today? You good? I'm doing great. I'm good. so grateful to be here with you. Thank you. Well, you're still hanging in there with us. So that's the best part. I really appreciate that. I want you to tell our audience who's listening a little bit about yourself. So I am Dr. Frostwell Booker-Drew, and I'm currently Vice President of Community Affairs for State Fair Texas, but I'm an author, and I am a parent of a child who turns 19 years old tomorrow, and yeah, and I can't believe it, and she is a sophomore in college this year. Oh, that's awesome, and so when did she first leave for college? Was this like last year? She left last year. And I was so concerned because as a parent, you're worried about, oh, my goodness, did I teach them everything that they need to know to be successful? And she left and went from Texas to New Jersey. So that concerned me even more because she was so far away from home. And I decided to write her some letters, a series of letters um, that were kind of lessons to help my baby get through this transition because it was hard for both of us. Wow. You know what? I have um, adult children too. And the first one that went off to college, I just thought I would lose it. And when I dropped her off at the dorm, did you have to drop them to drop your daughter off yeah. at the, the dorm? Cause yeah. that's a real trying experience, but I thought that's when I would lose it. But you know, when I, I really did lose it, when I drove up to the, the university and they had an orientation right before that. And I did not expect them to take her away from me and separate us. So wow. I thought we would travel the campus together and look at things together because that's what I was looking forward to. And then when they said, okay, all students this way, all parents this way, I was like, wait, what? I wasn't ready for that. Somehow that hit me the hardest. And um, I had to go into the ladies room and compose myself because I mean, crocodile tears. And I started heaving a little, like, 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 you know, I was really upset. And I was like, okay, why am I feeling like this? And I had to call my own mother and say, mom, what's going on with me? Why am I having this breakdown? Like they just took her from me. And then, but you know, I got it all out. And by the time we got to the dorms, I was like, okay, see you have a great time. (laughs) 
See, your story is similar to mine because what was so funny, I started crying at prom. I was in the parking lot at prom just in tears because I'm like, oh my God, it's close to the end of my baby graduating. And I remember her walking across the stage and I almost missed it because I was crying so hard. I could barely see her. And I was so proud. And I cried throughout the time um, prior to her going to college. She And she started saying to me, mom, why are you crying so much? Let it go. This is what's so funny. Once we dropped her off and said goodbye, she started crying. I got fine, got back on the plane and was like, okay, I'm good now. Well, and so it was, got it out. <laughs> yeah, but it was the weirdest experience because I didn't think I was going to cry as much because she was going through this thing as a girl. And I hear a lot of parents with daughters who say when their daughters are seniors, the moods and things are very interesting. And so I thought I was going to look at her and go, see you later. <laughs> Bye. And it wasn't like that. It was my baby. And so it is hard. I think people don't take into account the transition is not only difficult for the, the, the young people in terms of, you know, not living at home and these new experiences, but for parents, mm -hmm. the transition of not having this human being who's been with you all this time exactly. and setting them free to fly is, is, is difficult. It's traumatic. It really is. It's, it's traumatic. Like, and then you worry about them every bit of the way, but tell us a little bit about your daughter and what she's studying. So my daughter is an amazing photographer, an amazing writer. And so she wants to go into film. And so she's transferred back uh, closer to home because she said New Jersey was not the place for her. And I was really surprised because she did so well. And considering that she really didn't like it. And part of it was she didn't find her tribe. I think if she had found uh -huh. the group, she would have probably acclimated a lot faster. But it was so hard for her with some roommate challenges and things like this. But this child stayed on Dean's list both semesters. And so I was so proud. But she decided she wanted to come closer to home. And so now she's back in Texas, about two and a half hours away from home. And uh, this was her first week of school. And she's home this weekend for her birthday. So we still don't know how it's going to go right now, but she went to come home for 19 and celebrate with us. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you gave her some words of wisdom to part with to help her transition with uh, the new environment at a, at a university or college, which they're pretty yeah. much synonymous these days. Um, but you, uh, you wrote a book based on those, words of wisdom. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I wanted to give her some lessons that I experienced going away from home. I left Louisiana and moved to Texas to go to school. And so um, at that time, there wasn't the social media and where you could Zoom and see everyone. And so it was a, a, a traumatic experience, I think, for everyone. I thrived um, because I did find my tribe and I got so involved in campus. But I wanted to tell her some things that I learned. And I wanted her to understand that, one, everyone's not going to like you. And I think sometimes we expect our, stu our, our young people and students to go away and feel like everything's going to work out. And there are times it's not going to. You're going to experience discomfort. And what I wanted her to know is that when it gets hard, you have a support system, whether that's through your faith whether that's through your family, whether that's through your friends, you have a support system to help you with whatever you get through. And so that was one of the lessons. I wanted her to know that, you know, one of the titles is a man in a, a suit spoke up and so should you. Mm 
that sometimes as a woman, especially as a black woman, we don't always speak up and defend ourselves and ask for what our worth is and what we, we need. And I wanted her to be the kind of woman that she had her voice and she wasn't waiting for a seat at the table. And if the seat wasn't there, she would create her own table. And, and those are the kinds of lessons that I wanted to, her to walk away with and using this college experience as an opportunity to shape her destiny. And that what she's learned from us can actually help her soar into her future. And so that's really the premise of the book. For my friends who've read it and pieces of it, they said it's really not just for young women going to college. It's something that folks in transition Mm -hmm. can really use to help them think about how do you move in these situations of change management? Because let's be honest, going to college is really change management. You're mm -hmm. trying to figure out where do you fit in? How do you find your way? What's it like to live without your parents? All of those things. And so I wanted to be sure that I was giving my daughter and other young women the tools to be able to adapt to those changes. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> That's perfect. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Also getting over cold. So, but that, no, those are perfect words of wisdom. And <clears throat> now I have my Minnie Mouse voice on. I just love when that happens. <laughs> but uh, you put all this information. Tell us about the name of the book and where we can find it. So the book is called Fly Away. And it really is. It's a, a mother to a daughter telling her, you know, these life lessons and they're 22 lessons. It's really a devotional and it has um, a, and it's in a workbook format. So it's really designed to help um, young women not just read these stories about my life um, and my experiences, but it has activities for them to journal. And it reaffirms with faith words of, of encouragement, and affirmation. And so um, we're in the final stages of getting everything done. And so you can go to um, FrostWabRules.com and we'll have more information there about it. And you can look me up on Facebook and LinkedIn as we get ready to start doing pre-sales. But um, it really is something that I hope is a gift to other mothers to give to their daughters and even fathers to give to their daughters is something that can serve as encouragement in this new and different season of their lives. So can you give us an example about uh, maybe a time your daughter used this, these words of wisdom? Has she used it? You know, she was going through a really difficult time at Seton Hall. And I mm -hmm. remember I didn't want to give her the book. And I remember sending it to her to read. And I was like, this was supposed to be a surprise. Um, I did not want you to have this early, but I think in this season, it's going to help you. And I actually... Um, senator and she was saying mom thank you because the words in here not only was it written for me but it was impactful and so I think when she was going through a situation with her roommate being able to look at that people are reared differently have different experiences and used to see the world is not like yours I think it affirmed what she was going through and that's really what it's designed to do it's not you know to tell young people one three this is what you need to do to get A's or this is how you're successful. That's really not what this is about. It's to affirm 
um, who they are and to encourage them to be whatever it is that they feel that God has called them to be. And so I think her having that in her hands and being able to read it and know that I'm okay and what I'm feeling in this situation isn't unique to me. My mom has gone through this situation with dealing with people who were reared differently and see the world differently. And that she knows that there are lots of people and lots of women who have had those similar experiences and we got through it. Okay. And the book is available now, correct? You can buy it. It will be available. It's coming. So it is, it is almost done. So I will be, you know, posting. If you follow me on Facebook, um, I will be posting updates as to where when we're starting pre-sales, but it's coming very, very soon. We're almost done. Okay. Well, also be available on Amazon and yes, all, those all of that. You can get it digitally. So you'll be able to you know, get the ebook version as well as a, a printed copy. Okay. All right. That sounds awesome. Now, have you helped any other uh, parents with their children transitioning since you uh, sent your own baby off? Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, it, it is for me, I, I'm so highly relational. And so I find myself in spaces where I'm doing a lot of mentoring um, to not only younger women, but women that are my age and you know, and all of us are going through this experience. And I think it's just been great to have the support to talk to each other through this. And and for me, it's having even women who've gone through it who will say they're going to be OK because you have your moments. You know, I'll read articles where you, you're seeing things happen to young women on campuses. And I'm calling my daughter going, oh, my God, stay locked up. <laughs> She's like, Mom, I got this. I'm good. And having the support of other women who tell you they're going to be fine. They're going to you know, make it and and now being able to do that for women who are about to watch their daughters walk across the stage this year. It's been great to have the support system. And, and that's what I really want this to be, is to create these support systems for mothers and daughters in this new season of, of life. Because for me now, it's not just her going to college, it's being an empty nester, because she's my only. And so being in this space of, oh my goodness, I don't have to drive you anywhere, or I don't have to go anywhere, it's also the season of transition for me and this discovery of what would I like to continue with my life? So it's neat to have that with my daughter and watching her decide what she wants to do and continue while I do the same thing. Um, so it's it's been great to have the support system and help other women walk through this as I go along, too. I think that's wonderful. Now, what about your daughter? Like, uh, how does she help her friends? Now, does, does she share your book with her friends on... She she shares a lot of advice with her friends. Her friends have gone to schools. They're all over. And I love watching their relationship. Most of her friends, they've been, her high school friends, they've been friends since they were in sixth grade. So it's been amazing watching these young people grow up together. And I've been so blown away that their relationships still continue. Because typically when you finish high school, and especially going into your sophomore year of college, you've got your group of friends from college and, you know, hanging out that, that you have and you tend to move away from your high school friends. This group is so tight. And I think some of that is they've been together for so long. Um, some Well, with her group, it was eighth grade. I'm, I'm wrong. But from eighth grade until now. And then she has friends from her best friend, one of them. They've been friends since they were three. So to watch these kids who've grown up together. Um, and how she's sharing some of the lessons that she's learned from me with them. And they're doing the same thing with her. I think just having that tribe and support system to affirm one another helps kids get through. And I think for parents, it's important to model that behavior 
so that your kids see the value of relationships. And when they see that you value that, I think it helps them to know that if that's what helps you get through, that there's nothing wrong with them having those kinds of deep relationships with other people that support them and encourage them to, to excel. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. We have a few guests that are listening, and I just wanted to encourage them. If you're on Facebook, uh, you can actually post a comment. That's a question because we have a few more minutes before we'll be wrapping up. Um, so you can ask our guests today a question by just putting a comment in Facebook. If that's the way it should work. <laughs> so we'll see if it works uh, today because we've been having so many technical difficulties. This has been such an off day but we're you know my motto is the show must go on i don't care if i have to sit on the front line and make this show work we're going to make sure we go once every every day we're supposed to so every friday at six o'clock pacific time so it's nine o'clock eastern standard time and every saturday morning at 11 pacific and then that would be two eastern standard time we will be broadcasting. We are booked up until November, so it will be consistent no matter what I'm doing. If I'm on location, I will let you guys know we're on location. I'm on location right now. So, um, but in here, but I'm still in LA on location in a different location than I usually am. So I just want to invite you all to, to ask questions. And we're talking about um, our children going off to college. And I shared my story earlier. So if you missed it, you can always listen to the replay so you can hear all of this great wisdom that has been imparted on you today about children going off to college. And I love the idea of a book uh, that gives them some encouragement, something to fall back on as a resource and to be resilient because it's difficult. I mean, the students today are going through so much more than we ever did. When I went to college, I never worried or was concerned about walking around the campus and had to worry about active shooters or anything like that. So how do you give them a peace of mind like when they're going off to college without you and you hear these things happening on college campuses? Like what, what do you say? Well, how do you give them peace? I think for me, it was giving my daughter her faith. And, and that was something that started really young because I really wanted her to know that there's something greater than herself that she can depend upon. And even when the answer isn't what you want it to be, that you can know that something positive can happen even sometimes in the worst situations. And so for me, that was what I wanted to give her. But I wanted her to understand that in the midst of a storm, how do you find your peace? And I was trying to teach her that early because human relationships can be challenging and it's so easy to get mad and blow up. And I wanted my daughter to understand that at the end of the day, the peace resides in her and not outside of her. And so when we're seeing these situations, it's frightening. It terrifies me. I was reading something before we started that really bothered me about a young woman and something terrible happened to her here in Dallas. And I was ready to shoot it off to my daughter and go, be careful. And I thought, why am I going to, you know, cause fear? What I want her to do is be cautious. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents, we have to teach our kids how to be cautious and, and to listen to their intuition and know when something doesn't feel right or a scenario isn't right, that you pay attention to that. But I also think we have to be careful in, in passing on fear. Because one, the folks that are out there causing the evil and problems feed off of that. And we don't want to create a situation where our kids are immobilized from being their authentic self and and living into their own power because they're afraid of someone else. And so 
balance that and help my kid understand that, yes, bad and evil things happen, but you have a path and a destiny. And it's not that you don't see those other things, but you can't allow those things to have dominance in your life and what you want to do. I agree. And I think that's the best way to handle it because you can't live your life in fear. Uh, and that's not any type of freedom. And, and that's what this country was established on is freedom. You know, and if you're not free, you have nothing. Uh, you have nothing else, you know. So but tell us again where we can find you online so they can look out for your book and uh, get your words of wisdom for their children. Even if they're not old enough yet for college, we'll know where to get it when they do go off to college. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Francois Booker Drew. And it's a picture of me and my daughter. So you'll know when you see it that that's me. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And then I'm on Twitter at Francois. All right. And so I'm easy to find. And that's a beautiful name. Can you can you tell me what the meaning of your name? Not to put you on the spot like that, but we are. I just I think it's beautiful. My dad was a teacher. He went to Paul Quinn College when it was in Waco and he was doing his student teaching. And he told my mom, there's a beautiful little girl who's so smart in the class. And her name is Francois. And we're going to name our baby Francois. It means little princess. And my mom said, no, we're naming the baby Willie James Jr. So, you know, this is pre-sonogram era. Mm -hmm. And so when I came out, my mother goes, oh, my God, what is that name? Mm -hmm. And I have no middle name. And it has stuck because I, I, I remember in middle school, I came home and I said, I'm changing it to Deborah Ann. I love Deborah Ann. It's something people can remember it because all the kids would call me Fly Swatter Booger. Oh, and, no. and when I got to college and people started going, that's so beautiful. I can remember who you are because of your name. Mm -hmm. It gave me an appreciation for it. And for my dad, who had the vision to be, in my opinion, someone who thought outside the box to go, I'm going to give my kids something special about her name. Mm -hmm. It means even more because he's been gone now 14 years. And so it means even more now to know that this is one of the pieces I have of him. That is absolutely beautiful. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you so much. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. If you missed part of the show, no worries. You can wait a few minutes and click play for the replay of this podcast. Share it with anyone who needs to hear it and let I guess let's get the word out together our next episode tomorrow 11 a.m pacific and that's 2 p.m eastern standard time is about teens if you got teens you want to listen to this podcast because we're going to be talking about what they need to be successful and uh you guys are going to want to tune into that one now don't forget to follow us too we are on twitter uh and we're at black parenting one on twitter you can find us also on Instagram. On Instagram, we are at Black Parenting Magazine. So you can find us there. And our website, of course, can take you to all of those wonderful places. And our website is SuccessfulBlackParenting.com. And it's good with uh, it's full, full with good content to help you to thrive and not just survive as a parent. So I need you guys to always like check it out and tell me, you know, give me your feedback because, you know, I actually drive the website content based on what you're asking for. So don't forget to rate this podcast. And until next time, we will talk soon. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.